What's up? I'm Ayla. Hi, I'm Beth Ann. And this is Let's Talk BL, a boys love podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a random day of the week. It's it's the day of the week that we No, it's it's the it's it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Lord of mercy. It's only the beginning of the year and there's just so much. I feel like I'm you know, trying to take in what 2023 has to offer and still catching up on 2022 stuff. I'm I'm over 2022. (laughs) I'm done with 2022. 2022 is dead to me. There's just like endless, endless things and endless places to go. And yeah, I'm excited about what's to come. So today on the podcast, we are talking about the fandom because it's 2023 and things have gotten crazy. I feel like particularly in this past year. So You've been a fan a little bit longer than me, but mm-hmm. I've been a fan now for starting next next month, two years. Yeah. It will be my second year. So yeah. I kind of have realized that, like, I'm in this place where I'm noticing just, like, the differences between yes. how quickly things moved the year past year. year versus the year before. Even the right. year before, like, it felt like the year before we moved an inch and last year we moved a mile. Yeah. Like it kind of like I now that we're wrapping up and we're getting close to the second year, I'm like, oh my God, things have really changed in a way bigger way in 2022 right. than they did in 2021. Right. The BL timeline, as we talk about constantly, is wild on many fronts as fans meeting other fans and consuming all the content that comes out. But then just like what new actors we meet who we like what new stuff we discover each year because i think what we forget is that in bl time and bl world we it's bl started really in like 2014 i believe Ooh, you're gonna make some people mad with that one so the like what we know as bl today right like lovesick then sodas and like kind of the the like popularity of bl like sure you have something up you have the bl of like um like love of siam which i think was in like early 2000s and then of course like where it started in japan like there's definitely there's definitely origins past it but as we know bl today where it mostly comes from thailand and then also from korea and taiwan and all those places was not too too long ago and so We've gotten to, there's definitely been some growing pains prior to last year, plus the pandemic. So then we get to, I think last year was the start of everything opening back up and people seeing what the landscape of fans are, as we've talked about before, where you need storylines, you can't just pander to people. They're even grownups in this fandom. It's See, not and what's a specific interesting type of person. Like, I think the way the fandom has grown, I focus less on what BL has done and mm. more about how the fans have reacted to it. Like that's kind of where, like when we talked about this angle, like I'm coming in mm-hmm. in talking about the fandom is not what happened in BL because ultimately, like that's it is important. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's important because from year to year, the tropes are going to change. The focuses are going right. to change. The types of fan meetings they do are going to change. Like right. that just has always happened. I think what was significant, at least as like me kind of like watching it, was what the fandom did. Not what BL did, but what mm-hmm. the fandom did in interacting with BL. Do you think that – so the question then is – does BL influence 
who's attracted to it or do fans influence what 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 BL does like I think it's a little bit of both I think it's mm. a little bit of both but I think that like really kind of what has happened and I'm sure that like we were not the first BL fans and we mm -hmm. we certainly don't have we're the history with BL it fans, yeah. as other people do but it just in watching these past two years the difference in the significance is the way that the fandom itself has opened up mm. and so like not necessarily the fandom's influence on BL although that does happen but I think that it happens to less of an extent than people think it does mm. um and then also yeah sure what kinds of BLs are attracting fans but history always repeats itself yeah. and these kinds of like storylines like we've seen these before right so like mm. um like a secret crush on you has all of those remember we talked like old school BL tropes mm -hmm. that was that's what was kind of fun about it and so yeah. like we're seeing the same things happen over and over again so I don't think it's necessarily that what's in BL is attracting new people necessarily now of course you have like Kin Porsche come on the scene right and Kin Porsche was very different in a sense than most other BLs that we had seen out of Thailand and I want right. to be very clear that like I'm talking about Thailand because Taiwan and Japan have always had the more mature, the action feels like right. all of these tropes, all of these things we saw in Ken Porsche didn't start with Ken Porsche, yeah, right? Like they, exist elsewhere, they existed sure. elsewhere in Taiwanese BLs and Japanese BLs, right? And so it's really mm -hmm. not that Ken Porsche's, although I'm going to get some heat for this groundbreaking right? in the overall no. BL world. Now, this is, as far as I know, the first of its, really the first of its type in Thailand. The only thing that I think yeah. is, like, close is not me. Yeah. And so that agree. is one thing that, like, this past year had in common is the introduction of, like, not me and Kin portion, that, like, style of BL. Because even right. on some level, Big Dragon is, like, the little brother of those two, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like darker. It was more right. grown up. It was the way that it was shot stylistically, right. all of that kind of stuff. And so like, this is kind of, that's like a new era that has happened this past year. But again, that's not a new thing in the world of BL. Right. Cause I think that was the thing, especially last year when we did get Ken Porsche, people were like, Oh, finally a BL for the grown up. Right. Finally, we're leaving school. Finally, we're, you know, getting out of this rut because like the spice definitely has existed in other BLs. So it wasn't necessarily that. I think it was the mature storyline. It was BL just that cast but people like, as grown ups. You know, like history right like right i think you know like what you were saying and then love life on the line right so that's a taiwanese example and a japanese example right. of like those are grown up we're out mm -hmm. of school we're like there's right. danger there's action there's like all of these things now love life on the line moved throughout their lives but right. mo i feel it for me most of that show is when they're, they're grown yeah, yeah when they're grown and so Again, like it's not like it's not like Ken Porsche introduced this idea. So I don't know necessarily I that I think the the content of BL is what's attracting new fans. I mm. think it's the way that the fandom itself has started to behave. Engages engages with, with each other, the content mm. and each other. Like I think that's a big thing is like the fandom engaging with each other. Right. I so a little bit of backstory for us. I 
was into pop culture in general growing up and only in the past what like five years got into k-pop and really engaged in what i would consider like a fandom i was fans of things but i was never i never felt part of a fandom i never engaged where i would call myself like kind of how in k-pop we have like universe or army or x uh xols like i never associated myself with a group a fandom specifically and so when i got into k-pop it was really the first time that i engaged with like a fandom as a whole and kind of really sought out other people and made friends through this thing that i was interested in like i never had hobbies that i really made friends with people because of something i was a fan of and, and see, my experience was so much different. Yeah. Is I've always been a fan fandom. And I think that right. like a little bit is probably because we've talked about this before where like you've told me stories about how you like there was a book or something that would like tell you like an address of a celebrity and yeah. you could like write them a letter. And like the 90s. Never in my, see, in the 90s, I was a baby. Was I was like, like an actual child. So it was I, like crisscross and i literally don't know who that is like, i'm so sorry jonathan taylor thomas like, i do remember that name it was brad pitt and like oh i know who brad pitt jennifer is. aniston it was like yeah it was just random crisscross. uh they're like a hip-hop duo they wore their clothes backwards Fun. you should go check them out they're yeah really so like i i think the difference there is sort of generational in that like mm -hmm. i was a baby in the 90s and so when i wasn't a baby anymore and became a fan of things mm -hmm message boards and aim chats and things like that right. existed so i think it was a lot easier to engage with fandom and you were on your generation was online more right that's what i mean it's like, like that existed of course for me in those early stages but we just weren't online like i didn't have not dial up until i went to college so then right. even in college i wasn't engaging online i was still very much offline and so i just think that's fascinating in mm. that like general fandom like how the experience of again fandoms engaging yeah. with each other really change your experiences you felt very solitary because the way that the fandom engaged right. was one-on-one -on -one kind of with the artists that they mm -hmm. liked and then my generation the reason i like i'm so comfortable with fandom and i like it and i know like you know it, it feels like a comfortable space for me is yeah. not only have i always been kind of like a nerd and been into things that like have fandoms yeah but also the way that fans interacted with each other in my generation was always built around like message boards and mm -hmm. internet chat rooms and you know right things and even like when i was in high school like we had twitter and so like twit like stan twitter was a thing when i was like young you know mm -hmm. and so like it's just interesting the way that like as time goes on fandoms engage with each other differently and i think that's what's so interesting and special about the bl fandom especially right. going into 2023 is the way that fans have started to change the way that we engage with each other mm -hmm. and because like it's so much more open because bl was this interesting space where like we're in the modern world we were in 2020 2021 when we right. became fans right but it still was so closed off. Like it was very separated, right? right? Uh, the We all kind of had like, it seemed little pockets of fans. Yeah. That, and none of the pockets really engaged with each other. Right. And one thing that I noticed, especially like towards the end of 2022, 
is the pockets started engaging with each other. And it's mm. like we're moving more towards like one big fandom. Right. But of course, we all have our like our shit focus. It's kind of like the K-pop fandom. Like we're all in the K-pop fandom together. But within the K-pop fandom, you've got your army and your universe right. and your right. So like right, right. and then even within those groups. So like we are both army and Agassiz and universes mm -hmm. but really we're universes right yeah, like yeah, yeah. really we are universe right. and so like you have your focus and so it's like it drills down but right, right. we engage with the k-pop fandom as a whole we know right. we know who xols are we know who yeah. the boys are we know who like right like there's not a, are right right there's it's not our timeline separate. is like all of the k-pop yeah it's, it's not, not separate and right. i think that's what's starting to happen with bl is that it's not separate right. anymore, which has be been very interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, and I think it's different for international fans because we talked to a Thai fan recently and they were like, you just have to pick one boy or one set of boys and really focus all your energy on them because there's so much going there are on so many in events. Thailand. And we learned this firsthand. If you listen yeah. to our episodes about us being in Thailand oh and the, the mistakes we made, the yeah. only mistake that we admit to making in Thailand, <laughs> though we made many, the only one we admit to yeah. is trying to go to everything. All the things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so as a international fan, it's nice to be – engaged with a bunch of different fandoms and a bunch of different people because then you get exposure to more things right like we can easily log on to an online fan meeting any day of the week whereas like we're not having to go to an physically event. go to a place and but so it even, makes it a little different i think even thai fans i think i've noticed especially like online mm. are spreading out from what i can tell from what i can see are yeah. engaging with the BL fandom as a whole, right? Right. More so than, you know, of course, I'm not in the Thai fandoms. I don't right. speak the Thai, but like, yeah. from what I've observed, because like, for example, there, I used, I remember when I first got into BL and I was first like, I was really searching for a community. You were kind of like, I'm just going to make the people I know like this. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to find my people because yeah. I was so used to that, right? Like I'm a Supernatural right. fan. I used to go to Supernatural conventions. Mm -hmm. I went to so many of them. Um, I am, I'm a big Hunger Games fan. I went to all the like Hunger Games events. I was like, when the movies would come out, you'd like wait in line. Mm -hmm. I was in like Hunger Games, like, tumblr fandoms like tum like tumblr yeah um like i was on hunger games tumblr i so right like all of yeah, these yeah. things i was like no there's when i got into bl i was like no there's got to be a community like i'm not happy with just knowing one person i have so yeah. many thoughts and, and i want to hear from so many other people i mm. need to find a community right and so i noticed as i was searching and i found a lot of different right. pockets of the community that they never overlapped. Like I would see the same people here and there, like in one group. And then I would notice that they only interacted with each other on a different platform. Right. Mm. So like if I found a pocket on discord, I noticed when I would go to Twitter, they weren't interacting with other fans <laughs> that weren't in the discord. Uh, they yeah, were yeah. still only interacting with their discord friends. Right. right. It wasn't, there were these pockets and you couldn't really find each other. And I think that BL TikTok has also helped this, mm. but even within BL TikTok, I've noticed that like, like you have your clicks there are clicks and even now there are different groups where you'll say like oh do you know so and so and they'll be like oh my gosh no i've never seen their tiktok before this person so cool i wish i knew who they you know what i mean right. and so like 
the way I think it's that fans from what I can tell are starting to search each other out more, which I think is so mm. interesting. And it seems based on what I've observed, like that's something new versus like, yeah. it seemed like we all used to kind of look for a community and then we would find a pocket and we'd stay in that pocket. Yeah. We'd be like, I found my people and I'm going to stay here. Right. right. Cause it feels, I think it feels safe for people when you know that somebody has the same interests and same thoughts that you do. We see this in just like the real world in general, where if you seek out people who think and act and feel the same way you do, it's much safer and easier than to then go be exposed to other things and different things and be like, oh, maybe this character Ha like I saw this character differently or for us to differ on things. And so I have seen that conversation, especially on Twitter where people are like disagreeing, but in a healthy way where we are finally, hopefully getting to a place in BL where not everybody likes certain aspects of a show or not. And that's okay. Yeah. And not everybody likes as long as you're not being problematic. Right. right. And like, not everybody likes certain characters or certain things or whatever. And that's okay because maybe it gives you a different perspective. I mean, we've had people, uh, respond on YouTube to certain episodes of ours where people are like, I don't agree with you, but I can understand where you're coming from. When well, we've gotten emails, we've got, and so yeah. we really appreciate all that stuff, but like, yeah, I think what's interesting about the BL fandom that I've noticed compared to all the other fandoms I've ever been mm -hmm. in, I've been in a lot. Yeah. Um, I also was in many, I was a, like a member of like the book fit, like the root book. I mean, you, you would nowadays would call it like book talk, but like booktube, mm. like the book fandom, I'm a big reader. Um, and I like love YA and that yeah. just like has a fandom attached to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like all the fandoms I've been in the, like, I was very into dream street. I was very yeah. into like many different bands and I was yeah. in those fandoms and things. So I've been in lots of fandoms including K-pop. And one of the things that I've noticed about the BL fandom as it started to, everyone started to interact with each mm -hmm. other more is that it's not yet <laughs> become as angry and toxic as the others. Now, I'm mm. starting to see glimmers of this, and it makes me yeah. really sad. Every time I see it, and I'll like go on tangents about it because I'm like, this is the thing that makes other fandoms miserable. Right. Like when you're in a fandom and people are just like, angry I'm at like, each other. Yeah. And like when people are very much so like taking one sentence and like it just sets them off and they run with it. Mm. Like that's not a conversation. That's not a community. And yeah. it's like the anger over the like and the gatekeeping yeah. over all of that that like right. in other fandoms is so prevalent right. that makes those fandoms miserable in some senses that right. I don't see as much in BL, but I am starting to see like glimmers of it here and there. And I just like – I really hope we don't go in that direction. Like we've done so good yeah. so far as think, like a group. Well, I think what I've seen and the places that I've seen it, it's the ones who get the most popularity and are the biggest, have the biggest fandom. Because what happens within fandoms is the bigger you get, the more different types of ages, the different types of backgrounds, the different types of whatever. And you have a ton of people with a ton of different opinions and not always the most mature. And therefore, whether you're 15 or or 45, you can act the same way at either age. Right. So I'm talking about just <laughs> emotional maturity is not the same thing as right. age. Yeah. And so you will have just so many people. And if someone differs opinions, you're going to get upset 
and you're unable because you love this thing so much that you're like, how dare you speak out? But the problem is, is that like, they may not even intend for it to be negative that way. You're just reading it as negative. And then like, you get so angry, but that being said, though, I do wish that we would get to a place and I don't think this will ever happen because it's the internet and people like the internet is the place we go to say the thing we don't say in real life. Right. You would never say to someone's face. Yeah. I wish that we'd get to a place where like, the age-old rule of like don't say anything unless you have something nice to say like there's no point in putting out Yeah, that's never gonna happen there's no point <laughs> in putting out that negativity i will say like it's fine to put out like differences of opinion and to be like oh i didn't see it it's that the way anger like, it's, yeah it's but the, like, i will say as a whole toxic the negativity the fandom of Beale has, I think, done a very good job in not doing that, right? Like, the mm-hmm. conversations that I see as people are, like, crossing over right. are pretty reasonable. They're like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. Or they just, like, won't engage with something rather than trying right. to, like, take it down, right. right? And rather than trying to be like, well, this is bad and this is terrible and this is why. They just won't engage with it, right? right. And so, like, overall, I think that does make the BL fandom really unique compared mm-hmm. to other fandoms is that there are only glimmers of that toxic anger. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I kind of – you've we've started to see but that the fandom overall what makes this group so unique Mm -hmm. is the the unwillingness to like speculate Mm. right like that and i think it's cool and fun to just like take these people at face value because that's what they're giving us and that's what they mean to share with us and that's what they're trying to give to us and that's okay and i like but instead of like trying to speculate about like they're doing this or that or blah 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 and this means this and like now it's fun listen i'm not gonna say it's not super fun but like sometimes that can get really toxic and Mm. mean really fast and you see people say things that can be really damaging and you see people who make jokes and then they get attacked like we were just talking to a creator recently who was like yeah yeah, yeah, i made this joke and it just like was not received well and just you know and that happened to us i made a joke one time and it was not received well right right? and so like it's that kind of behavior of like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna speculate about these real life people and as a whole the bl fandom doesn't really do on an on a super negative level now of course we all do this because they're celebrities and it's celebrity gossip and it's fun but on a whole I think the BL community is unique compared to especially like other kind of celebrity fandoms Mm. that they don't do that as like we don't do that as much yeah I think the funny thing about the just the way that BL presents itself is that so many of these actors share so much with everybody on social media and online that like you can fill up enough time just talking about a post that somebody makes or just from what they actually tell you and say to you like you can speculate because I think speculation and things like that come from people not sharing stuff and these these actors share so much and especially when they have the ship work you can even go so far as specifically coming from k-pop or boy band world where there was tons of shipping where we already have shipping like we have intentional shipping right but i think that's where we lead to when we get into this like dangerous conversation that i hope the bl fandom avoids (laughs) although like we kind of have it now but like in a joking way i feel like most people Mm. most people most being the like keyword there Mm -hmm. are like 
haha, they're real. Yeah. Right? Like that kind of situation <laughs> where it's like, no, they're real. You can't prove it otherwise. Like, right, but right. most people understand that, like, when we say they're real, we mean it as like these two fic uh, not not necessarily a joke but like the fictionalized versions of themselves that they're giving us mm. not the real life people right, right. when they go home at night their personalities their or their personas right. are their real. personas are real yeah right and i think that most people <laughs> understand that and yeah. don't really think that like when they go home they're actually dating right are some of them sure maybe are uh, some of them dating people in other couples? Sure, maybe. Yeah. Are some of them dating people of the opposite sex? Sure, <laughs> maybe. Oh my god. Are some people dating someone that's not even in the entertainment industry? Yeah. Sure, maybe. Right? right. Like, but the point is, like, there's less speculation of that kind of thing. I've noticed in right. the BL fandom, which I think is like a nice difference compared to like some other like right. literally i saw a k-pop post today i literally saw a k-pop post today where they were and you see this all the time i remember mm. seeing this like back in the day especially for like it within pentagon because there's so many of them right um where it was like okay there's this little illustration oh my god and in the illustration, the boy in the illustration mm -hmm. has an earring on the same side as Yeonjun from TXT. Mm -hmm. And they're like, clearly it's him. Clearly they're dating. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you for real right now? Like, we, like, oh. this, this, this is a bit much for me. I have, I have seen that a little bit within BL, which is really funny because here's the, here's the funny thing too, specifically within BL. Because, you know, no other K-pop boys have an earring on that right, same right. side. <laughs> Specifically in BL, it's funny because they'll be like, oh my gosh, this this person is wearing the same shirt that this other person wore. And it's like, you guys know that like they're made they're they make more than one. Also, they the other thing that I don't get about that, and I never even understood it in K-pop <laughs> either, but I think this just has to do with the fact that like I have had the great privilege to work in the creative industry. Mm, yeah. Is that like they don't actually own those clothes that they're wearing in most cases. Right. If it's a styled appearance, their stylist brought that. Their stylist owns right. that. That t-shirt has been on 85 other K-pop boys. That yeah. t-shirt has been on whatever K-pop group hired that stylist. And even on another note, a lot of fans give stuff to boys. So like probably 80% of what these boys wear are given to them. So they're not even buying it or intentionally picking it's it up. It's the styled appearance stuff that gets me because I'm like, wait, they don't own that. The stylist owns it. Like what? <laughs> I know. I think that if you don't, if you don't know that world very well, you're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, they're wearing that because it was on the runway two weeks ago and they want to wear like the most. You know, what's thing. a super funny example of this in the BL world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Petch. Uh -huh. Petch did because uh, Petch has a YouTube channel right yes. and like old back in the day like maybe like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. he did a video with Pond a makeup artist yeah. who used to do Yin Wars makeup right and he and so Petch was doing this mm -hmm. this video with Pe and like asking about Yin War, yeah, yeah. as you do because same same Petch like, I mean that's why I you feel got that yeah. right like um <laughs> and he they're talking about this like photo shoot right, that Yin War had done. He was recreating something that Yin oh, look, had done. They, no, yes. that War had done. Okay. It was that War had done. And they're talking about this photo shoot and Petch is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people had told Petch he looked like War. Right, this right. is why we're doing it. Right. right. And so he's like, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about the outfit and Bond goes, actually, that's my jacket. I can go upstairs and get it. Do you want to wear it? <laughs> and so in that moment, like 
War had worn that. Pond had worn that. Petch had worn that. Right, right, right. By the like wearing the same clothing right. logic, Petch and War. They're, they're real. Well, they're in a throuple. <laughs> they're in a throuple. Like, exactly. Exactly. And That's whoever funny. else of Pond's friends have worn that jacket right, since, right? right, right. Like right. it's just like it's a funny example of this like the speculation can get right. you in trouble sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The all of just like the way that people engage with the BL fandom comes from very like a ton of different experiences and backgrounds that you have. And so it will be interesting to see as the BL fandom gets bigger and as we do interact with people more, whether it be on Twitter or Discord or IG or TikTok, every platform kind of has its own narrative, I feel like, and its own conversation and its own. But there's crossovers now more where people are on everything. And so it's it really is interesting to see those different voices and just different perspectives and people being able to have conversations and that, yeah, it isn't just one sided because that's what happens when you do have such separation is that you only hear one thing and it's only one sided and you only get one perspective. And so when you get multiple perspectives, it makes the fandom bigger because then more people can relate to different aspects of what, is available yeah another thing that i love about the bl fandom and i think this just comes from this sort of ingrained thing and we were talking about this with jovi recently who by the way if you don't follow jovi go follow him we'll put his ad at it's jovi champ at it's jovi champ on everything um he's awesome tiktok creator uh, he's also on ig on everything um we were talking to him about this where like when you're like a baby bl fan the BL fandom is like so welcoming and soft, Mm. right? That like, I feel like makes it so unique because, and I think the reason it makes it unique, and this is what we were talking about with Jovi, is that there's still this sort of like ingrained thing in in a lot of BL fans that like, this is an embarrassing hobby or this is an embarrassing thing that I like. And I think slowly that's going away, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, we've talked about this since we started the podcast is that like, the more you talk about it, the more normal it becomes. The right. more we sit here and say, like, no, this is just a fun thing that I like. It's not hurting anyone. I'm being responsible with it. These other fans are right. being responsible with it. This is a fun thing. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Right. The the less that happens. I mean, I gave an example of, like, when I – because as a kid, I lived in Korea for a period of time. And so I have, like, known about been into K-pop long before K-pop was a thing in America. Mm-hmm. And – I remember, like, even still, like, five or six years ago, I had people that I loved and knew call K-pop that weird Korean thing Ayla likes. Mm. Nobody would say that about K-pop now, for the most part. Nobody would say K-pop is a weird Korean thing that, like, some offshoot of society likes. And so, like, that's because nobody was talking about it like it was just, like, a thing that we can all like. And so it's the same thing with BL. And I think that because as BL fans we've had that happen where it's like oh those weird shows you like right Right. like that kind of judgment we've had that from outside sources the BL fandom in particular is so so welcoming and kind and Mm -hmm. like you're never gonna find someone who at least in my experience who's like get out of this fandom if you don't like or haven't seen or don't know about this right like if you don't know about this what are you even doing here right like or 
there's also not a lot of I've been here longer than you, so I'm better than you. Right, right. Which is something you see a lot in K-pop as a fandom, which I never really experienced in any of my other fandoms. That's something kind of like in my experience unique to K-pop is right. like I've been here longer, I'm better than you. I wonder if it's because each generation has experienced such different landscapes of popularity right whereas i feel like with bl we're still under the same landscape i think it's because like we are in a sense this fandom is marginalized not even in a sense like this fandom represents mar a marginalized community it represents the people a lot many of the people in this fandom not everybody um are marginalized people in society on some level right right and so like it's very much protection i think Mm. like feel like we're like okay we need to be a safe place right as a fandom i think everybody just kind of feels like we need to be a safe place for people when they get into this because we know that when they're outside of the fandom talking about this hobby might not be a safe place still Yeah, I'll be curious to see with the popularity of Western BLs where you have like Heartstopper and Young Young Royals Royals. and Love, Simon and all of these things that don't necessarily get labeled BL. But as people kind of discover those and then venture into Asian BLs, if there will be more of kind of how when we were talking to Piaf where you know that it or I think he actually said in another interview where he was talking about how you know it's it's no longer subculture when it be when it is sponsored by big companies Companies, and so it's gone mainstream in thailand but worldwide kind of how what we've seen we saw it with k-pop we've seen it with uh parasite we've seen it with asian media it kind of slowly gets popularized but it takes time and so not only do bls have that like lgbtq kind of like marginalized label on it but it also comes from asia which a lot of times is still not i mean racism is real yeah like racism is real i still have bts having a hard time being played on the radio kind of thing well and it's it's interesting like that point is interesting because i have a friend who he's a very good person overall and he it's one of the (laughs) no he is he is Uh, like i want to preface this before say before telling the story and also because like we all as we all in the world in general but especially as Westerners Mm -hmm. um, and then people who are men have a different experience and people who are women have a different experience and then people who are white have an even different right and so like we all have these unconscious biases right that we don't realize are racist Mm -hmm. until someone points out like hey that behavior is racist and then you feel so guilty and you want to change it and that's the point that's a good thing those conversations are good yeah because we have these unconscious biases that we don't even know are biases we don't even realize until somebody tells you and so i have this friend who um is a gay man and we were talking about Heartstopper, and he was like, I would never watch BL, but I loved Heartstopper, but I would never watch BL. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you watch BL? And he was like, well, they're just two different things. And I was like, well, why are they two different things? And I like kind of had to get him there to like yeah. get him to realize like the difference was Western versus Asian. Mm-hmm. And I even like, I 
I was like, okay, so and I na- and I pulled like the top line of the storyline out of Heartstopper, right. which is quite frankly very similar to Bad Buddy. Yeah. And I was like, so you like this, this, and this about it? And he was like, yes, it's like it's such a good story. It's so real. It's whatever. Like, but like going on and on. Right. And I was like, okay, what if I told you there's of like. Though all those top line things that you like yeah. are in this show. And this is a BL show that says it's a BL. And these boys do ship work. I mean, RIP porn off of the last time. <laughs> but like <laughs> um They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh but the storyline, the story is solid in P off we trust. The story is solid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we say in Hollywood, everyone's a monster. <laughs> Entertainment industry around the world is the same everywhere, people. Yes, Hate to break yes. it to you. True, true, true. Um, but I was, and I pulled out the top line. I was a bad buddy. And I was like, does this story right. sound interesting to you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's BL. And he kind of like, because it's not a productive conversation if you flat out tell someone you're a racist. Right. And so like, he kind of, re- he realized at that moment yeah. what I was saying in a very gentle way. And then he gave BL a chance and he does enjoy BL and he's not at the place anymore where he's saying, I would never watch BL. Right. Right. And so like, there is still that perception of like, well, Western BL is different. It's not really BL. It's right. different. And right. so like, we're still kind of confronting that. And I think that this is where the fandom comes into it, where when the whole issue with Heartstopper happened with the author and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, the fandom spoke out and said, you know what? No, this is BL. And just because you have a problem with BL, we as the BL fandom, we still love this story and we feel like it represents our fandom and it represents our community. And so we're right. going to claim it and we love these boys and we love this story and we disagree with you about this. And like, I think did it in a really productive way I think so too, and sure. kind of changed the idea of like, is Heartstopper a BL for westerners because westerners didn't consider it that Uh, like honestly i think because there's just like not a lot of exposure to just the terminology around what bl is and just there's a knee-jerk judgment of like what is bl if you tell an american they think that it's something that in some cases it is but in most cases it is not Mm -hmm. yeah so the fandom has definitely changed over the past, like even just two years in general, and it will continue to change. My hope is that we can continue to engage with each other and we can continue to have these great conversations about the shows, about the boys, because I feel like, especially in this fandom, you have people who are fans of shows. You have people who are fans of companies. You have fans that are people, people who are fans of just the boys or just an actor. And it's fun to see that overlap of like, we can all have conversations about all of those things. And there's no like, okay, you, we can't engage with you because you, you aren't all out for this couple. Right. You just, how dare you you not love war? Although how dare you not love war? (laughs) How dare you not? believe that Sia is the cutest boy in Thailand because I don't know how to tell you this but he actually has a trophy that proves it (laughs) but no like uh, no like this fandom is really interesting and accepting I think that like what we will also start to see more of is like in-person gatherings hint hint wink wink (laughs) um that you see like in k-pop which I think is so cool it's just really fun and interesting to watch a fandom like grow from like it's 
I hate to use this term, but like closeted baby, mm-hmm. right? Like the, yeah. the baby stage, right. right? Because and it feels weird to call the BL fandom a baby because it's not. It's been around for right. years, right. right? Like almost a decade, at the, de- over a decade at this point, right? right? right. So like it's not it, – the fandom itself isn't in its baby stages, but I think the connected community is in its baby right. stages still. And like, yeah, like hidden away, right? Like we hide ourselves away almost purposely but not anymore yeah and so it's really cool to watch this like growth and i think that we'll see more and more like people reaching out and like coming together in person and coming together in these other arenas in a way that the fandom has never done before yeah yeah it will be fun to see specifically what a gathering in the west will look like yeah because they have them so often in asia that once I feel like, and we saw this with K-pop too, it took a while for, and with boy bands in general, or really any kind of media thing that, that became, that became like a rabid fan that eventually had a fandom that it starts small. And then once people do start to gather in person, because no matter what you do, if you do it in person, you're going to interact with the public. Right. There's strength in numbers. There's visibility. Yeah. Yeah. And so that'll be interesting to see once that happens in the West, that there are enough people to kind of put together this thing that and then it'll permeate kind of even more in the west right and like and we already are seeing this happen in south america where like especially brazilian fans are amazing oh my god this is so interesting where like there are just these fan gatherings of just fans coming together which like is so cool and fun and like i want that in america and they'll i've seen lately too where they'll put up flyers of their favorite just to promo their boys yeah or their like favorite show and it's the equivalent of like we have so much fun buying the tuk tuks but like what if we've joked before about like buying a billboard randomly in houston right like we've joked about that but it's like it's similar to like when we did those you're my sky tuk tuks it literally we like put where the show aired and what time it came on like on the tuk tuks in thai not even in english we were like we need the thai people to watch this show yeah like it's so it's similar to that like how cool would that be if we could do that kind of thing like in america where we're like no, no, no. Like, go download IGE. Right? It's like, true. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the first time I saw, like, a BTS poster on a, a bus stop in New York City. And how I was like, oh, my gosh. They've made it. Like, this is a big deal. Like, anytime I saw anything k-pop related in public. And we're getting it more because a lot of these magazines are now buying uh screens in times square so like fort pete just got just sold enough magazines to get their photos on one of the led screens in times square yeah and so i think that's what's even more important so if you know like if you live in new york and you can go look at that and you can go like even just take a photo with it make a big deal of it do those kinds of things like we talk about all the time like buying boys merch and wearing it that's another thing that's another thing i think is gonna happen in the fandom is that we see this with K-pop a lot and you see it with celebrities, like Western celebrities, just like general celebrity culture a lot. And even in Europe, European celebrity culture. I remember first time I went to Sweden, I, I'm a big fan of some Swedish celebrities. (laughs) This feels, this sounds very like strange to say it. Like I sound like a crazy person, but I'm not, I am. Is Um, Is it celebrities who are Swedish or Swedish celebrities? 
I don't know what that means. So are you talking about the Sars Scars Guards? Well, I am a fan of the Scars Guards, but they they're also famous in Sweden. I don't know how to tell you this. No, they I all know. got their starts in Sweden. But they're like, like international. They're international. Famous. But no, I am also a fan Just of people who are popular in Sweden. In Sweden yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like people are who are celebrities only in Sweden. <laughs> yes. So and like, especially like I've always been very into like European mm, pop yeah, like yeah. groups that never really made it over here. Um, anyways, all of this is to say that first time I went to Sweden, I was like, oh, hell yes. And I like went to <laughs> all the, the stores and I bought all of the things. No, not merch. Right. So like this is what we have in BL right now is we all buy merch that from companies that the boys own right things that they are selling to us right. or things from their companies like about the shows right we're buying merch from the shows right, right. but what happens in celebrity culture right overall celebrity culture and it happens a lot in k-pop i did this so much again the number of things that i own that j-hope <laughs> owns oh my god um Hundred but years. is that people we will buy things that they just wear yeah. Right. Like that they've worn or a brand that we know they like will buy it and we'll wear it and we will consume right. it. And I think we're going to get that more and more in BL. Right. Because that's what I did. I went to Sweden. I went to all the stores and I bought all the things that these celebrities that I liked themselves had worn right. or brands that they themselves have worn. And we went crazy in Thailand buying all that the was, things that we could. That where was we were like a, a boy wore this. Yeah. A boy wore that. A boy wore this. I'm buying it. That was such a fun experience because we went to Painkiller and Revipa specifically and we pulled up IG and we were like this this is I review but it was funny yeah it we, was so cute we, we were, were like, trying to explain to the salesperson what we, we wanted and we like couldn't really explain what we <laughs> wanted to look at and so literally I just pulled up a picture of war and I was like this <laughs> and they were like oh. yeah literally the woman goes oh and pulls out the exact right thing yeah, like, it's funny so I think that's the cool thing is like potentially they may not go back to whoever and are like these two girls came here from but America. It's the influence, I guess, but, is yeah. like I think we'll start seeing even a deeper influence on the fandom in a different way. Where like yeah. right now, I am wearing a champion sweatshirt for no other reason than a boy that I like <laughs> got a champion deal, yeah. and I must have watched the. He he got paid for a single TikTok. He didn't even get a full on champion deal. Right. He got paid for one single TikTok. And I must have watched this like, TikTok too that. many times. <laughs> and I was like, got like became I already like champion, by the way. If you like like I think champion makes the best sports bras, period. Okay. Um so I already like wore champion in on some level but like i became obsessed with like the champion <laughs> yeah, clothing yeah. Yeah. and literally for christmas one of my like big christmas presents was a matching champion sweatsuit like literally i own this because i became so obsessed with the brand because a boy made one tiktok right like and i think we will now listen am i like a fringe cray cray crazy person cuckoo bananas yes but Listen, I we think we'll start thing. to see more and more of that, which you see yeah. it so much in K-pop. You see it everywhere. And so I think that's another yeah. thing that's going to happen to the fandom in 2023 is we'll see more than just the merch from the shows and the merch from the boys. I think we'll start seeing yeah. their influence on us a little bit more. Yeah. And I think we see it just in general with the amount of international shipping that's available. Right. Because there was a time where it was hard to get things internationally shipped, even within the BL merch fandom. But even like not even that merch. I'm talking about like champion, right? Like going and buying right. champion or going and buying like romantic garden crew or going and buying, right? Like right. all of these like American Eagle, right? Oh like God. things like that. All these, all these brands that like Except we can just go to the store and buy. Yes, we don't have the same things that American Eagle Thailand has. So annoying. But we have it close enough. At least we have Puma. 
Right. Moss Bank wore We, we got Puma those stuff. Pumas. Literally, Moss Bank mm-hmm. wore these Pokemon Puma sweatshirts, and we were like, haha, that would be funny. Let's buy those. And, and then we, we did. Because they were available here. I remember scouring the internet for BTS Puma stuff, ironically enough. And it not being available here and just being so annoyed that I couldn't get Oh, my it God. I, those BTS Puma shoes. And then we should end this episode or it'll be a million years long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super funny. I asked for those for Christmas one year because mm-hmm. you couldn't get them here. You had no, to have yes. them shipped internationally. And I was not super clear about my size. And the person that bought them for me, <gasps> who's in this house right now, made a mistake. And the shoes did not fit me. And I had to give them to a friend. Oh. And it was just, like, heartbreaking that, like, I finally got the BTS Puma shoes. It didn't fit. And then I couldn't wear them. Relatable. Yeah. As someone with giant feet, I feel your pain because I can't get most shoes in my size i just like, like i oh. i was i was unclear about the I don't size even think that they i have, needed i don't even think they have my size in those shoes because they <laughs> at, like it's the same thing they do with like vans and converse where right. like there's a men's size and then the oh, women's size yeah, yeah. and so i put what i needed in the women's size and he bought it or no i put what i needed in the men's size uh, and he bought it in the women's size which is yeah. like obviously two sizes yes. too small and he was like he even was like, they were really hard to get because that's such a tiny size. And I was like, <laughs> I know. I was like, it's because that's not the size they wear. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Uh, I'm so sad. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited for all the BL friends that we will continue to make. Uh, we will put the link to our Discord because people have been asking for that. Too. And the Discord is wonderful. And it was my first community that I found yeah. after I was like, no, no, Beth Ann, there must be more of us. And I know. It was so that funny. That was the I first, was like, that was my first safe place. I got into BL and my immediate reaction was to tell Ayla about it and try to get her into BL and then convince like the handful of friends that I knew that could potentially be open minded enough to get into this too. And you were like, no, 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 there are more people. I was like, there's more of us. I there have to yeah. be. <laughs> and so then I found the Discord, and then like my worldview opened up so much. So yes, we'll put the link to the Discord. Um, we'll put Jovi. If you don't follow Jovi, follow Jovi. He's awesome. Um, we talked about him. And yeah, just like you know, cross pollinate yourselves, people. <laughs> Find your BL community, but also just BL. Interact with everyone. We all need each other. And I think the BL fandom does a good job of this. I think so too. This has been Let's Talk BL. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow all things Let's Talk BL at Let's Talk BL.